0: Hello and welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And today we want to get into a parenting topic. We recognize that progress in terms of parenting takes time. And so we need to have a long-term perspective in parenting. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you don't have kids, and this is going to be one of many episodes where we talk about parenting because it is so Uh, Importantly connected to marriage. Right. Uh, Just know that, you know, these are some things to be aware of by way of expectations before you have kids or as you think about having kids. These kinds of episodes that we talk about here um, can help you have the right sorts of expectations. And then also, these episodes can help you make the proper preparations to be ready Mm -hmm. to parent. So it's not a waste of your time, I don't think, to listen to these episodes if you don't have kids, um, because it can be helpful in those ways.
1: Yeah. Gives you a game plan. Gives you a prayer list,
0: even, before True. you have
1: kids. You could add this, these things
0: to your prayer list. That's right. We just had friends over the other day, and we were able to celebrate progress with one of our kids And lament a lack of progress in (laughs) one or two of the others. But we're we're going to talk about the progress that we saw in the one. And we just had this moment before we went to bed where we recognized, man, isn't it really neat to see how far along this particular child has come in his ability to communicate with adults? And so... Um, it has not been easy uh, to no. get here. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. I feel like we got to take them way back. Sure. Way back to the beginning. So, you know, Do we want
0: to say what happened at this dinner on.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Last night. Yeah. Two nights ago. Sure. Yeah. So at the dinner, then we, um, we have our children each ask adults when we have them over, we, we want them to ask a question we want them to be able to... That
0: is so scary.
1: I know. <laughs> it wow. is for some. <laughs> it is. It's frightening. Others, you know, they want to ask five. But with this one particular child, um, he or she was able to walk up to the adults, look them in the eyes, mm. and clearly, loud enough, ask a question, listen to their answers, and respond even to the, the answers that they gave.
0: Sounds like such a small thing, but it was such a big celebration for us because this kid has had such a hard time doing those simple concepts.
1: Oh, And even back to being one or two, I mean, used to when people would say hello, give a dirty look, uh, be angry, wouldn't even look at them in the eyes, wouldn't even say hi. Yeah. Couldn't even say hi to adults.
0: Yeah. So we're out <laughs> there on the church patio and someone walks up and says, oh, hey, how's it going? And give me a high five and nothing. Nothing. Just, but anger. Yeah. Anger instead
1: yeah. of hi. So. Yeah. Wow. And that so was rough.
0: We realized back then and through the years that this is something that we want this child to learn. We want him to learn how to look at a person. And ask a question, and have a conversation, mm-hmm. and have good eye contact, have good tone, have good posture, mm-hmm. and uh, be able to successfully communicate with other human beings. How about that?
1: Right. It's. But you know what? It just it took time. It took year, and it took manageable little pieces to break it down for him. And so, as we were sitting there at night, we realized, wow, there's progress been made, and as we build on this. Not just one question, but, you know, maybe two, a conversation, how to, you know, interact back and forth a little bit with adults. I mean, we can build off of this as we see him grow and um, as we expect more from him.
0: So we have four or five observations we want to make about this concept. And the first one is something that you just alluded to, Bethany. You said said that we want to teach these things in small, manageable chunks. Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, well I you know, it's sometimes I get I see something in my kids and I want them to just do it like right away. I want them to jump from Instantly. where they are. I want them to just take this gigantic leap. Like in Candyland, I want them to take that like mm-hmm, shortcut, mm-hmm. that Rainbow river trail? shortcut that takes you yeah, just like zooms you way ahead in the game. Well, I
0: expect is that, that. Rainbow trail? Is uh, that Mario Kart or no that Mar- yeah, that's
1: Mario Kart. No, this is like the water one, river, something gumdrop river. Uh, Mm. I don't know. Anyways, I want them to hop on that and just zoom ahead. Yes. But instead, it's so clear that with children, you need to see where are they at. And some are farther along in a certain process than others. Some have a lot longer to go. And to just break it up. I mean, we didn't expect our two-year-old to be able to have a conversation with someone when they were just responding angrily. Instead, it was working on looking at people, looking them in the eyes, and having a smile on their face. Then we progress to hi. You need to add in the hi. You need to say hello. Yes. Or high five, or, you know, and it's like, then we added in more and more. And so there were small chunks that he could be successful in right. and not just zooming ahead to now you need to have a great conversation with an adult.
0: Right. I mean, it'd be great if he could instantly deliver a fantastic oral presentation. <laughs> yeah. But we recognize that takes time to get there. And there are multiple important steps along the way. And so we want to identify what those steps are, whatever the lesson may be. The particular lesson here is communication with an adult. And so let's identify what are the steps that you need in order to effectively communicate with an adult. And let's teach them one by one to our child in such a way where he feels a sense of accomplishment and ability to execute what we're asking and we're encouraging him along the way. And we've disciplined him when he, yes, you know, has when he
1: didn't do what we asked. Or, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah.
0: Um. So I think that's good. Identifying incremental steps in and, the right direction,
1: and totally for each kid that could be different too, which is so interesting. One kid, their manab- manageable chunks will look different, as another might need. You know, even in this situation, a different child needed to talk less yeah. and listen more, um, <laughs> you know, not interrupt and be able to uh, not butt in, but allow the conversation with adults to happen and kind of see her place a little bit more in when is the right time to talk. So it's totally different.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's maybe we can call that a second principle. If the first principle is teach these things in manageable chunks, the second one is just to acknowledge there isn't one template that you need to drop on all kids to right. teach them any sort of lesson. It's each kid is different. Each kid is going to learn different. And so you tailor the instruction and the parenting to your particular kid. And in, the, yeah, in this case, we have one that just has no problem at all communicating with adults. And so it's a different set of challenges that we right. want to teach her.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so you – as you see your kids' personalities, as you recognize their strengths and weaknesses, it's so – like, we try to talk about that, you know? What is it that this one child is good at, is bad at, because their needs and their training needs are gonna be totally different than the other kid who has these strengths and weaknesses or these natural, you know, abilities and personality. We can't just say, hey, this worked for one, it's gonna work for two. I wish it were that way. Yeah. I would love it. I would love a formula. Mm. I would I Do would what? so totally enjoy right. that, but it's not how it goes.
0: Or a pill, maybe. Here, oh, just yeah. take <laughs> this pill and you'll be able to talk to people and <laughs> boom. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. And, um, and so another aspect is, you know, not only are the lessons or each kid is different, but, um, the, the way they learn lessons and the amount of time it takes to learn lessons is different for each kid. And, um, some lessons are just going to take many years to learn. And, this can be discouraging if your expectation is mm. I want them to learn instantly or where's the pill that will teach them how to communicate to adults. Right. Right. Or it can be something that we take on with a realistic, godly sort of perspective and say, I want at the end of, you know, before I send my kids off and, and shoot them out of my house, I want them to have learned certain lessons along the way. Let's do this. Right. We actually have friends who our parents, and they recently got a dog, and they have been finding so much satisfaction in training the dog because mm. the dog learns faster than the kids learn. Oh, <laughs> and and, and oh, so they, they've just been finding it so gratifying to teach the dog a lesson, like sit, and then the dog learns how to sit, and the dog can repeat this task over and over again, and so the whole process of teaching a dog to sit Took a fraction of the time right. that it took, perhaps this couple to teach their kids how to sit, a lesson yes. that some of our kids are still learning. <laughs> sit at the dinner table. Why uh, do the kids want to stand at the dinner table? Oh
1: yeah, we have one who st- wants to stand. In what the if chair. adults
0: stood at the stand dinner table? Stand
1: on their chair on their chairs <gasps> while they ate.
0: So yeah. So you have this couple that you know, they they're just loving. Parenting the dog because the dog is learning so much faster. Parenting
1: the dog? Is, <laughs> I don't, can you call it parenting a dog? Uh, for our illustration. For our illustration. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: And um, and so there's something, you know, sure, there's some lessons with kids that they can learn instantly. Yes. You know, but yes. but a lot of the lessons with kids, they're just gonna take time. Kids right. are not like dogs. And uh, the task of parenting kids and shaping a life is a bigger and more significant, we would add, task than teaching a dog how to follow certain commands. And so endure, right? Put up with the time that it takes. Be perseverant and diligent in your parenting.
1: Yeah, and a lot of our goals, you know, they're way beyond sit, (laughs) and <laughs> I think about we well, want to teach...
0: some of them are, are there. <laughs>
1: okay, well, a lot of <laughs> them are bigger. But, you know, we want to teach our kids to serve other people. So we're now looking at the ages of our kids and what they realistically can do to serve. And we're trying to step back and say, if I want my child... As an adult and now to be a serving person, someone who looks at the interests of others, who meets others' needs, who is considerate of others, we're, we're trying to step back, 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 back and say, what can we do now as a family? What can we teach them to do now? Like write a note to encourage it, drop it off at someone's house, bake something good, you know, to deliver those things are manageable that they can do now and that we can build off of it. But we have a hu- I have a huge goal. We have a huge goal of being a serving people who think of others. And there's a lot of different ways to approach that. This is just one, you know, is teaching them to serve by, by doing these things.
0: So I guess it's important to add another principle here. It's important to have godly goals in parenting your kids. Mm. We, want our ki- we want our kids to... Uh, become certain people and be able to do certain things before they leave our house. And so as parents, we've identified some, what we believe to be godly goals for our kids, and we're going to work for the next 10 years <laughs> plus <laughs> yeah. to reaching those goals. And you have just identified a couple of them. Selflessness, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try teaching your kid that in one day. Right. right. Kids are just right. naturally selfish, but what we're doing is teaching our kids how to think about people other than themselves. Yeah. And this is going to take years and years and years, but it's a good goal. It's it's a goal that we ought to achieve. It's a goal that I think God wants us to achieve with our kids. And so we're committed to playing the long game with with this.
1: Yeah. And I think it's so <laughs> Great as we're talking about these goals for our children. It's also a time as we're looking at goals and how we want what do we want our kids to grow into and look at ourselves and make sure we have these same goals in our own life that we're living it out because I think that's huge as we're choosing goals for our kids and what we want them to be. We need to say, Am I modeling this? Because they're going to pick up so much on even just what they see in our lives as we show them these things and as we model these goals, it's just going to be caught and taught to them both, right? Caught and taught as they see it, us live it out.
0: Right. Do you think you could like just be more selfless so our kids could watch you and (laughs) learn how to do that better? I'm working on it.
1: I am working (laughs) on it. Yes.
0: Yes. No, you're absolutely right. And you are selfless to our kids um, all the time, it seems like.
1: As are you to so many people. And we try to bring that out to them, too, and point it out. Look, we're doing this because we want to serve.
0: So yeah. we try
1: to even focus in on that as we're teaching them.
0: Yeah, another thing that we want our kids to learn, a goal that we have is teaching obedience. This is a direct command from the Bible. Yes. We, children are commanded to obey their parents. So top of the priority list for us, we want our kids to learn how to obey us, and then secondarily to, to obey authorities, plural, Yes, And so that's going to take a long time for kids to prog- uh, make progress in this, but mm-hmm. it is something that we want to kind of demand and require upfront. We're not yes. going to tolerate 10 years of <laughs> unruliness and disobedience yeah. and say, oh, well, he's just, you know, incrementally growing toward obedience. Give it another 10 years. Right. There, there are some things that we want to expedite. Definitely. And obedience is one of them.
1: Definitely. You see that so clearly commanded in Scripture, and we can expect our kids to obey and have a swift <laughs> discipline when they don't. And while it'll probably get easier for them to obey, we'll see progress in that. But the obedience, I mean, we started so young.
0: What? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the quality of the obedience will hopefully improve as well. Yes. The motives and the speed and the, the attitude in it. So, right. hope, you know, there, there is... Room to grow for our kids in this, uh, but we we want to expedite that as fast as possible. We also want to teach our kids honor and this is maybe part of you know having them learn how to look an adult in the eye and ask a question not only yeah. that's not only yeah. teaching selflessness but that's also helping them learn how to honor and respect authorities and um, just to be able to turn their bodies and face an adult and look at mm. them and mm-hmm. Listen to what they say and not just totally disregard them and run past them and yes. you know not pay attention to them at all. Yeah, so um, we want our kids to learn that.
1: Yeah, we got a big list. We have a big we list do. of things. Right. That's probably for another. <laughs> I have high expectations. Another episode, <laughs> another you. day.
0: Um, but uh, I think some episode or I think some lessons kids learn instantly. You know, yes. for example, one of our kids touched the oven. And they learned instantly that that's not a good choice. That's a bad choice. And, you know, they learned not to do that again. Right, right. Other lessons just take a long time. But if we've identified good and godly goals, then it's worth putting up the time it takes to get there.
1: And it's worth pausing and seeing the victories in our children. I think this is our, our last point here is that it's so worth the encouragement that it provides to husband and wife, or if you're a single parent doing this alone, to stop and say, I see that my kid is doing this better. And I'm so excited. And we even communicated that with one our child. You know, hey, we saw that tonight. We see that you're, you've are you grown in that area. And we're proud of you, that you were able to do that. And so we can communicate that to him. And he was joyful in that. You could see he, he recognized that. And then For us as well to encourage one another, let's press on in this parenting endeavor. Let's keep going with him. Let's keep going with him in all all of the goals that we have. To encourage one another is huge. (laughs) Provide the fuel to keep going.
0: That's right. That's good. So pause and have a conversation with your spouse about victories that you can observe and celebrate with your spouse, with your kid, and encourage their progress in these areas. So that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us and we will catch you later.
1: Thank you. We'll see you again next time.